Hello, everybody. This is Joseph P. Farrell with news and views on late on Thursday, July 30th, 2020. Can't believe it. The the um, <laughs> the summer is almost over and 2020 is flying by. Uh, just a reminder, a little housekeeping and then a, a little context for today's article. Today's article is very short. But I think it could be very, very significant in terms of developments that we've been watching regarding China and the other powers in the Pacific region. So there's no vid chat tomorrow. I put up the new schedule on the website. The next vid chat will be a week from tomorrow. Uh, cross your fingers. We've had heavy rains where I live, and we're expecting more, so I'm I'm kind of sneaking this vid chat in between storms, <laughs> hoping that I don't get kicked off the air. So it may be and probably will be a short vid chat. So anyway, no vid chat tomorrow. That's a week uh, from tomorrow. Now, as you guys know, I've been kind of watching developments uh, in China and the rest of the Pacific in the last few vid chats. And one of my assumptions has been that we could be watching the emergence of a kind of quadruple entente, much like the triple entente before World War I, not necessarily a formal system of alliances, but at least a, an understanding among the powers that they've got a problem. Before World War I, the, the understanding of the problem power was Germany. And right now, I believe that you're seeing the formation of a similar kind of Entente, a quadruple entente involving India, uh, the United States, and Japan, and then the lesser regional powers, Indonesia, Australia, and so on, but also Russia. And Russia's the one that is, for most people, odd man out, given the close association of Russia and China in building up the so-called BRICS organization, which I think now is all but shattered. All right. I think China has basically cut its throat in its aggression on having that thing uh, last. But Russia's the odd man out. Now, I've been arguing for some time that Russia, because of, of the sparseness of population in its resource-rich eastern Siberia region, has been somewhat uh, of a reluctant partner to China, and it's been trying to balance uh, the Chinese influence in Siberia by opening up diplomatic uh, channels and discussions with Japan uh, for Japanese uh, economic help and technological help in building out eastern Siberia. But the other Russian relationship that we have to remember, because I think it plays into today's uh, story a bit, is its relationship dating all the way back to the Soviet era with India. Uh, that relationship started more or less under Indira Gandhi. You might remember her, those of you who are older. And uh, I think you're seeing signs that that relationship is heating up again. All right. Now, the final bit of context for today's article is my assumption has been lately that we are watching some sort of covert war taking place between the United States or the the West in general, and the communist uh, regime in Beijing. 
I'm not sure that many of you in foreign countries are aware that in this country, uh, federal authorities have caught the Chinese red-handed, not to coin a pun, uh, attempting to smuggle parts for automatic arms into this country. So there is a sort of covert hot war going on. My suspicion is that the floods in China may actually be weather-manipulated, uh, weather warfare taking place against China. Uh, my, my suspicion for believing that is that the Chinese Communist Party has not really been trying to issue flood warnings or things like that, evacuations. They've been caught kind of blindsided. They would never have done that uh, because they are reliant on popular support and so on. So there's a lot going on. Now, it's in that context of this quadruple entente and this covert warfare that I want you to understand. There's two stories. The first story is a very brief one. I, I didn't even link it because you can go out and look for it yourself. There has been snow in Beijing recently. In July, in the summer in Beijing, there has been snow. Now, I don't know about you. That's kind of a little hint to me that the weather in China is... A little odd, even for the normal monsoon season, all right? But the other one is this article that appeared in the Economic Times. It's a very short article by Subhangi Kumari Singh, all right? In other words, this is an article by an Indian, and it's been picked up. I've looked at this article. It's been picked up and fed to a lot of different uh, major Internet news sources. So people are looking at this article very carefully. And I'm going to read the whole thing to you because I think Singh's article is that important. This is an Indian talking about a recent development, and the title of the article is Setback to China as Russia Suspends Deliveries of S-400 Missiles. That's the Russian, sophisticated Russian surface-to-air missile system, all right? And I want to... Um, read the whole thing, and then I'm going to add one more comment to it. So here we go. Quote, Russia's suspension of S-400 missiles to China comes after Moscow had earlier accused Beijing of spying, despite the two countries enjoying considerably good relations over the years. Russia has announced the suspension of S-400 surface-to-air missile systems to China and says the resumption of further deliveries is yet to be ascertained. Now, let me stop and interject something. This comes at the very same time, and the article doesn't really press this point strongly enough. This comes at the very same time that Russia has sold the same system to India, and at the same time that India has extended, I think, uh, billion or so dollars line of credit to Russia. Now, I've already talked about that because what I think is going on is that Modi, Prime Minister Narendra Modi in India, has positioned himself as the go-between between the United States and Russia. In other words, this is a convenient arrangement, folks, is what I'm suggesting. The United States has imposed sanctions and is leaving the sanctions in place on Russia, but... Some of that credit, I strongly suspect, is coming from Washington, going to New Delhi. They're kind of laundering it and passing it along to Russia. Okay, that's what I suspect may be going on, in all honesty. All right? It's, it's a wild guess. It's nothing more than that. 
Anyway, to continue, citing the Chinese newspaper Sohu, a United uh, a, a Wire reported, quote, this time Russia announced the postponement of the delivery of missiles for the Chinese S-400 system. To a certain extent, we can say that it is for the sake of China. Getting a gun is not as easy as signing an invoice after receiving a weapon, unquote. So the Chinese are trying to spin it as a favorable development, okay? In other words, they're lying, <laughs> okay? Continuing, quote, they say that the work on delivering these weapons is quite complicated. Well, yeah, it's a surface-to-air missile system. It would be. While China has to send personnel for training, Russia also needs to send a lot of technical personnel to put the weapons into service, unquote. So who said, yeah, remember Syria. That's what the Russians had to do in Syria. Post-Russia's announcement, China has reportedly said that Moscow was forced to make such a decision as it is, quote, worried that delivery of S-400 missiles at this time will affect the anti-pandemic actions of the People's Liberation Army and does not want to cause trouble in China. Unquote. In other words, folks, once again, the Russians are lying. It has nothing to do <laughs> with, with the COVID virus. In 2018, China received the first batch of S-400 missiles, a military diplomatic source told Russia's TASS news agency. <laughs> the S-400 air defense missile system is considered the most advanced of its kind in Russia, and pretty much that's the evaluation of most of the militaries around the world. Capable of destroying targets at a distance of up to 400 kilometers, that's about... Uh, 200 and, and I would say 30 or 40 miles and a height of up to 30 kilometers. In other words, this, this, this air defense system is very capable. Russia's suspension of S-400 missiles to China comes after Moscow had earlier accused Beijing of spying, despite the countries, two countries enjoying considerably good relations over the years. Russian authorities have found Valery Mitko, president of the St. Petersburg Arctic Social Sciences Academy, guilty of handing over classified materials to Chinese intelligence, TASS reported. And that's the end of the article. Now, from the sounds of it, it's just nothing but a little minor fracas. But my point is, you put it into context of Mr. Putin having recently moved tactical uh, ballistic missile batteries into Siberia, <laughs> okay, and that's not targeting Mongolia, folks, and suspending the sales now of, of the delivery of these S-400 missile systems, while at the same time selling the same system to India, with whom China's recently had a border clash, and getting a line of credit from India. To me, folks, this is another little indicator that we're looking at the formation of this quadruple entente. I don't think that you're going to see any immediate nasty words between Moscow and Beijing, okay? I don't think that's in the cards in the short term. But I do think it's in the cards in the mid to long term, depending on the internal political situation in China. I think China has managed through a careful set of diplomatic blunders to box itself in and isolate itself. And I think you're going to see this Russo-Indian cooperation, and for that matter, 
this this American Indian cooperation increasing dramatically, and you're going to see Japan getting in onto this act. So a lot going on here with this article behind the scenes that the article's not talking about. But again, the source is obviously Indian media, from what I can tell from looking at the story, and I think you're going to see a lot more of it. Anyway, that's my news and views. Don't forget, tomorrow we have no vid chat. That'll be a week from tomorrow. And I hear rumbles of thunder, folks, <laughs> so I better cut the recording and uh, get this posted. Thank you all for tuning in. We'll see you next week on the flip side. Bye-bye, everybody, and God bless.